Talkers. Welcome to Speak and Destroy, episode 62. Speak and Destroy is a podcast about Metallica, and I am your host, Ryan J. Downey. I was saddened to hear in September 2020 about the passing of Donnie Hillier, the vocalist for the Bay Area metal band Trauma. While Trauma is best known as Cliff Burton's pre-Metallica band, they're a killer heavy metal group in their own right. Scratch and Scream, their 1984 full-length, is a stone-cold classic. In 2017, as the band prepared to mount a comeback with what became As the World Dies, their 2018 release, I was hired to write a new biography for Trauma and got to spend some time with Donnie Hillier on the phone. Speaking to Story podcast was new, and towards the end of our conversation, I did bring it up, and he readily agreed to come on and do an episode to talk even more about Cliff. Sadly, we never made that episode happen, but I remembered I had this recording in my archives. In it, we talk quite a bit about Trauma's history and Dave's excitement about the new lineup they had put together and the new music that they were making. And when I started talking about the podcast, we of course then began speaking about Cliff, so you'll get some of that here towards the end of this conversation as well. Uh, This was a phone interview. It wasn't recorded with any intentions of me releasing it as a podcast, so it may sound a little rougher than what you're used to hearing on Speaking Destroy, but I think it's clear enough to put it out there. And my main motivation to put it out is so people can have a chance to hear what a sweet and well-spoken guy he was and, and get to hear a little bit of the informal conversation about trauma that I had with him. You'll notice there's a weird gap just before we start talking about Cliff, that's because, you know, I kind of went through and took out some general chit chat, some shop talk about the music business and so on, and and things that were specific to the job that I was hired to do. Um, I'm happy to say that Dave loved the bio I wrote for them. And I actually just looked (laughs) at their website and Facebook page, and it's still what they're using as their description, which is very cool. Happy to to have helped in some small way with the overall story of trauma. Trauma is highly revered by those in the know as an important evolutionary entity in the intersection of traditional heavy metal, the new wave of British heavy metal, and the more melodically minded classic rock influenced bands on the Sunset Strip. This is the band responsible for the much sought after classic 80s album, Scratch and Scream, featuring killer cuts like The Day All Hell Broke Loose and Lay Low. Three decades passed before the reconfigured band reemerged in support of a remastered edition of their debut and delivered its follow-up, Rapture and Wrath. With reverence for the past, but eyes sharply focused on the future, Trauma entered 2018 preparing new material for what is certain to be a landmark third album, staying true to the signature sound that came before but with a modern edge. The potential for heavy metal greatness inherent in the revitalized lineup of veterans is powerful. Instantly familiar vocals and melodies merge with modern riffage and the trauma of today, a band that stands renewed and reinvigorated with a new lineup of seasoned players functioning as a supergroup assemblage centered around a classic nucleus. Co-founder and vocalist Donnie Hillier and longtime trauma drummer Chris Gustafsson put together a monstrous lineup of amazing players. Guitarist Joe Ferlube is a former member of Danzig. Steve Rebello plays guitar in Dublin Death Patrol, the Bay Area supergroup, formed by the singers of Exodus and Testament, and was formerly with the group Heist. Bassist Greg Christian, the newest addition to Trauma, was a founding member and integral part of Testament. Trauma was born in California's Bay Area in 1980, a crucial year for metal music. It was within that fertile musical climate that Trauma developed a sound evoking the electric energy in the air around them. Donnie Hillier consumed a steady diet of Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath and shared a love of Judas Priest and Iron Maiden with guitarist Mike Overton. And of course, there was Trauma's legendary early bassist, Cliff Burton. 
In 2013's Birth School Metallica Death, The Inside Story of Metallica, legendary Bay Area thrash singer Steve Zetra Souza of Exodus, and before that legacy, the band that became Testament, recalled seeing trauma as a music-hungry teenager. As Zetra remembered it, several voices in the Northern California scene heralded trauma as, quote, the next big thing to emerge from the Bay. The band built a strong reputation in places like The Stone, late music impresario Bill Graham's Wolfgang's Venue, and Hollywood landmarks The Troubadour and Whiskey A Go-Go, a launching pad for The Doors, Van Halen, and Guns N' Roses. Much like Metallica, Trauma's first recorded appearance, which Donnie and I spoke about, was as part of the compilation series curated by Metal Blade Records, Metal Massacre. Metal Massacre 2 in 1982 featured such a shame. The band shot a video for the song The Warlock in Santa Ana, California, not long before Burton left the group to join Metallica. Scratch and Scream arrived to enthusiastically positive reviews from the worldwide metal press, including tastemaker publications like Kerrang, Circus, and Metal Forces. As fate would have it, Trauma did not survive the era, but much like the Misfits and other important bands who accomplished so much in such a short time while flying under the radar, the story of the band grew for generations of fans, enough that demand continued for their seminal debut, the follow-up album, and the group's first ever appearances overseas. So here's that conversation with Donnie Hillier. Donnie, rest in power, my friend. talking to you to have a new bio written on the band is that uh, on June 20th, we're announcing that Greg Christian, uh, the former bassist of Testament, is joining the band. And at the same time, we're releasing a single called The Rage. And so um, naturally, we're trying to keep it, you know, under wraps until the 20th. So the photo shoot, the photo shoot yesterday, and um, the songwriting and the rehearsal is all, is all about incorporating Greg into the band. Uh, we were already writing songs for another album, a new album, um, and the possibility of Greg joining the band had come up and moved kind of slowly. So um, now it's been in you know, full gear for about two weeks. Um, and I would imagine that uh, your relationship with Greg has probably been pretty long through the whole Bay Area scene and everything, yeah? Not really. Um, he knows uh, Steve Rabella, who is one of our guitar players. Um, the, the connection there is um, Chuck Billy from Testament and Steve grew up together. Um and and of course Greg was the bass player and so that's kind of the connection there. Greg didn't really know the rest of us, um, although we were on the scene at the same time. Um, we really didn't know each other, saw each other's bands play, and probably played on the same bill together. But um, 
no real connection there. He was uh, friends with our former bass player, Cliff Burton, and um, one of the reasons why he was interested in joining Trauma when the opportunity came up. Let's talk a little bit about the reception to, uh, you know, the 2015 record, which was, you know, the band's second album and obviously the first in three decades. Um, what was that whole experience like, sort of, you know, putting trauma back back into the metal landscape? And so. Yeah, um, okay. Um, well, it was, it was pretty much a follow-up to Shrapnel Records re-releasing the Scratch and Stream album. The band had been, um, you know, inactive for so long, and then uh, members of the band had gone in very different directions, moved to different areas, um, it wasn't really possible to have the original the, or the, the five lineup that was on the Scratch and Scream album. Um, and so uh, our drummer, Chris Gustafson, um, had a connection to a guitarist named Kurt Fry. And I, I also knew, had known Kurt and played in a band with him uh, for a while, um, a long time ago. So... We were going to redo the five the five uh, member lineup, but Steve Rebella, who is back in the band, was not able to um, complete that lineup at the time because he was starting a new business, which required really all of his time. So we went one guitar, and so that really you know had quite a quite a dramatic change in the sound. Also, um, Kurt was more a hybrid guitarist, um, hard rock slash heavy metal, not really, you know, it wasn't really a classic metal approach. Um, it was very different sound from the Scratch and Scream album. What's changed since then in terms of, uh, you know, I'm being a five-piece again, obviously, and, and like you said, some writing contributions from Greg now that he's in the band, too. Um, how would you describe uh you know the sound now uh, well we're yeah um we're back to a, a two guitar lineup um we have a guitarist named joe fraulob f-r-a-u-l-o-b uh joe played with um uh, in glenn danzig's band danzig and did, uh -huh. and i'm not i'm not real clear how long he was in the band for uh, and then he had his own band called Deconstruct, um, and he joined us in late 2016. Um, and Steve Rebello is the other guitarist. Steve, uh, as I mentioned, was going to be, you know, the other guitarist when we put this band back together and then had to bow out. He came back in when we went to Germany and played bass. Um, that was for two shows only. And now, um, now he's back to his, his, um, his main instrument is guitar. So, uh, he's the other guitarist. His background is, um, Dublin Death Patrol and which, okay. So you're familiar with them. I'm familiar, okay. yeah. Okay. So he did, he, yeah, he did. Crash Billy in that, right? Again, yeah, the Chuck Billy connection, um, Steve Zetro Souza, uh, you know, they had the two vocalists. And so um, 
So there's 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 quite. I'm sorry, Ryan. I didn't hear you. Uh, uh, Zetro was the original Testament vocalist. So yeah, it's cool that those two are in that band together. Yeah, and so um, and so you know we have this we have this connection. Um, Chris and and Kurt Fry, the former uh, former guitarist, and me to Kurt, and Kurt and Steve played in a band together, and so you know, kind of this this circular um, motion of, of band members and and relationships. Um, yeah. And so, and then Steve and Steve and Greg Christian um, have known each other for quite some time, so. Kind of, kind of working our way towards each other. Um, this is a lineup we're really excited about. I mean, we, we constantly, you know, we verbally say that to each other. This, this is a, you know, a lineup we're all really happy with, and um, yeah, it's, 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 it's fun playing with these people. The bits of trauma that I had heard uh, prior to now, um, and really diving in, I don't thought of the band as you know, kind of a new wave of British heavy metal with some power metal speed thrash to it. But really, I also hear a lot of, like, Montrose and, I don't know, some kind of more classic sort of 70s bands. Um, what are some reference points that you would give uh, to kind of describe where the band's coming from to somebody who has, you know, no clue? Yeah, that's that's interesting that you say Montrose um, because because um, that's I I've seen you know different journalists copy copy kind of a phrase from each other that's followed uh-huh. us through our, a career um, Montrose and and Iron Maiden which I I don't know it's just, it's that's kind of an amusing combination but uh, but I guess it's valid because you know we we hear <laughs> <keep> that. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, so um, you know, we're our influences are are more than anything, you know, classic metal. Um, okay, so going back to um, arguable metal, but but I I think so. Going back to Zeppelin, um, Sabbath, um, Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, Ronnie James Dio. Uh, you know, those are I think to them. To each one of us would say that those are um, influences on our, you know, on our music, and uh, definitely mine. No, no question about it. I, I think everybody would feel strongly about that, Ryan. Nice. And and can I backtrack a little bit because you asked me about the sound, and I, I told yeah. you how different different the rapture and rap sound was. Um, yeah. So now now. Um, a few people have heard this song, "The Rage," and and you know it's it's kind of familiar, and and it really is kind of an old meets new. And then there's some interesting riffs that are that are kind of kind of newish. So I think we're I think we're kind of tapping into a classic metal sound, you know, with with a you know the classic metal vocals and. And some, you know, modern riffs and songs that that have a number of changes to them, but they keep moving. And so, so yeah, I would say old metal slash new right now. Um, we're pretty excited about the sound. Do you have a whole new record recorded, or are you guys still in the process of that? No, no, we've only recorded this one song so far because Greg Greg just joined the band. Uh, we've yeah. we've only 
been with him, like, on three occasions. Um, he came up and hung out at a recording studio in Sacramento. I think he was kind of, you know, checking us out, and we were checking him out. And um, Chris was doing drum drum tracks for this song, The Rage. And then, um, and then we had a session where Greg came up and did his bass parts, and I did a, a few vocal overdubs. And then we were all together at the at the photo shoot yesterday. So um, and hung out at Steve Rebello, um owns a, a brewery slash nightclub slash restaurant. And so we were all hanging out there after the photo shoot. And so um, so that's all the time we've really had. He and I um, did a, a writing session, and then um, we kind of sat around and, and passed the guitar around yesterday, showing each other um, parts to new songs. And then we've sent him MP3s, and he sent us MP3s like that. So we do have a rehearsal next week to finalize the arrangements for three songs, one, one of his, one of Joe's, and one of Steve's, and then we'll be in the studio the following Thursday. And um, I'm not sure what the date is, but but anyway, probably the 22nd or something like that. So we'll be recording three more songs at that time. So to answer your question, right now we're we're working on getting four done. And we just really wanted to get this new sound out in conjunction with the announcement that Greg's joining the band, um, Maria, yeah. you know, really, really liked that idea a lot. And so, so that's where we're at. So it's pretty, pretty new stages of this. That's very cool. The, uh, what would you say are some of the, um, the elements maybe that people who were fans of, you know, that first trauma record and then the, the comeback record, what are some things that they're going to recognize that are sort of essential to the sound? And then, and then what are some things that um, you feel like you're exploring for the first time? Yeah. Um, they're, they're going to, uh, well, you know, Chris's, you know, double kick drums. Um, they'll recognize, you know, Chris's drumming. Uh, they'll recognize the, the two guitars and, and, you know, some harmonic riffs, not overdone, but, um, you know, some pretty straightforward metal, um, my voice, uh, and a really strong bass player, Greg. Greg is, is really, you know, I love the way he plays bass. So it's, it's just, yeah, and, and he and Chris are pretty excited about playing together um, because, you know, you know that, that bond of a rhythm section. Um, they, yeah. they both really admire each other's style a lot. So that's, that's just great to see. And, um, and again, this, this will be more. It, it'll be more metal. I mean, this is this is no no um, mistaking it. This is metal music that we're we're um, writing and recording. Who are you guys recording with? Uh, you mean where? Uh, no, no. Who are you recording with as far as like producer engineer? Oh, um, actually, at this point, Joe um, Joe is producing. Um, I mean, we're pretty amazed at his skills. Um, so we are, we have a couple of – I don't know if I, I should even, you know, we because we don't have any agreements, but we've had conversations with two um, famous 
metal producers. However, we may not even go in that direction. Uh, I don't know that this, you know, we would want this in the press release. Maria is actually having heard Joe's work is actually encouraging us to think about a self-production and find a distributor. Yeah, um, that's great. I mean, that's certainly cost-effective. It is. It is that. It is that. It's kind of a kind of a shift because I was excited about working with one of these producers, but Joe is just—he's doing a phenomenal job. And when you hear the track, you know, I I think you'll you'll think he's doing a really good job. You know, uh, okay. I I mean, he he does have skills. He was a he was a partner in a recording studio. Um, you know, so it's it's no great shock. But, you know, he thinks so creatively, and he's got all this ear candy going into songs. And um, as a guitarist, he's, he's very creative, a um, little different. You know, it's, it's metal, but it's a little different. And so we've all been, like, giving him kudos, and, you know, he gets a big smile across his face. And so we'll see how that goes. That, that, we could end up with with, you know, an established metal producer or, or just continue with Joe. Just, I'm not sure. It's kind of early to tell. What are some things about the band that you think are important to emphasize that, um, you know, I always tell bands it's your opportunity to tell your own story, and if you don't, someone's going to tell it for you and you probably won't like it, you know. So, <laughs> oh. Yeah. What are things that you feel like journalists often miss that they should emphasize and, and things that maybe you – are overly emphasized that you want to uh, put a lid on. This is, again, uh, you know, open, open conversation between just you and me kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. Um, well, you know, it's – Chris and I love this band. I mean, we, you know, we disbanded a, a, about a year after the Scratch and Scream album came out. Chris moved mm-hmm. to L.A., um, with intentions of, you know, remaining in the band, and it just got unwieldy. And we started having a little bit of a, a revolving door of um, uh, bass players and drummers, and and it got a little discouraging, and so the band kind of imploded. And um, But through the years, you know, Chris has been re- really active. Um, he played in... Switzerland with uh, a couple of members of Crocus in a band, and um, he played with Frank Hannon in a band that wasn't really metal. It was more like Southern rock. And Chris did um, three three or four U.S. tours with a band called St. Elmo's Fire. And, it, you know, everywhere he went, he would, he would run into people that knew trauma and were like, you know, It'd be cool if you guys got back together, and he and I would talk, you know, once a year, a couple times a year, and and um, yeah, sure, sure. And then if the opportunity came up for Shrapnel to be uh, to re-release Scratch and Scream, Mike Varney um, had said, you know, it'd be cool if you guys, you know, had a band to back this up or or you know, put yeah. them back together. And it was just that Chris and I were in the same place you know, where we could do that, where we weren't doing anything with other musicians, other bands. Um, and so we said, yeah, let's do this. And so what would I emphasize? That, um, you know, it's 
that all that time, neither one of us let go of that idea, and um, we kind of felt like we cheated ourselves a little bit. And you know, you can't get you can't get that time back necessarily, but that's why. But we've been you know looking for the the right people um, to do this with, and and you know make our intentions known that you know, we're back. It, it wasn't just a, a reissue and it wasn't just a, you know, one one quick album, but, you know, this is what we want to do and this is the band we want to do it with. And um, and the, the three people that have joined us are, are pretty devoted to that uh, that idea, that that vision. Mm-hmm. So we want, yeah, so we want to, we want to steal some time back, you know, Prodigal sons of metal, uh, you know, uh, what, what, uh, whatever you know, want to call it, without being too, you know, too dramatic. But we, we just want to really have a legitimate go at this. So, are you guys aiming to do the whole, you know, festivals and uh, some touring and all that sort of stuff? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, we we are, yeah, we um, we very much want to do that and. You know, we hope to get get some interest, get some attention from from um, this lineup, and also from the recording that is to be. Uh, these are all really experienced uh, world travelers, tour, you know, um, you know, tour touring musicians, touring recording veteran musicians. Well, I think there will be interest in the band. You know, not only from old school fans, but I think there's a whole discovery where people that are fans of, you know, whether it's Testament or Metallica or, or any of the what kind of legendary bands from that era and that scene, you know, I, I feel like there's a lot more opportunity for discovery now with the Internet and Spotify and YouTube and all that. Whereas, you know, back in the day, if you heard about bands, it was harder and harder to track something down. Yeah, I, I I agree with you, and I and I'm seeing bands that I hadn't heard from or or you know thought of for a long time. All of a sudden, their names are coming back up, and yeah, I definitely agree. Um, there may be you know a, a revival, uh, yeah. a metal revival going on. Um, I haven't read, I really heard the really call. I, I see young uh, kids at these shows too. You know, like you go see Megadeth, yeah, you fourteen year olds and. You know, wearing yeah. high tops and denim jackets like back in the day. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, we can't have enough of that. Nope. No, sir. Well, cool. Uh, do you think, is there anything that we haven't touched on that we should? So, well, what? So, what is your approach? Are you are you going to use some some of those bios I sent you as a basis yeah. and expand that? Okay, I can't. You know, I, I. And just kind of beef it um, up. What do you say, beef it up? Like, what are your thoughts on that, Ryan? I mean, how do you go about beefing it up? Um, well, I think it, it's the the material that you sent me is a lot of you know it's, it's uh, what do they call it? Like in the old the Old Testament in the Bible, where it's like you know Jebediah, son of Ezekiel, son of you know a lot of who did what when, which are all the facts that I need. Um, yeah. But I, yeah. But I think kind of trying to tell the band's story a little bit about where 
where the band sort of contextually sat in history, and but more importantly, what you're doing now with the relaunch and this and this lineup and. You know, basically, I like to get across the same information that's important about, you know, who did what and that sort of thing, but to also kind of tell a story that's a little bit more descriptive about what the band stands for and what it sounds like. That's oh, that's right. cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the word thrash keeps coming up. Um, so, you know, I guess I guess we, we are, you know, an early San Francisco thrash metal band. And, you know, I mean, like I said, we keep hearing that. Um, you know, we keep hearing the, the Scratch and Scream albums, like a collector's item, a, a classic metal album. Those are those are things sure. that you know are kind of you know we're kind of associated with. Um, of course, of course, Cliff. You know the um, yeah the association with Cliff, and like I say, you know uh, you know Greg, Greg the Greg Cliff connection. I just I love that, and so does he. You know so. That's a cool yeah. thing. Um, yeah. So, so I, I you're right. Yeah. The, those bios are are you're right. Just the facts, man. Kind of bios. You're right. That's so. Yeah. That, that'll be that'll be interesting. I'd love to have you on and just kind of, you know and talk about Cliff and the the early days of trauma and sure all that sort of yeah thing. I'll do I'll do that yeah it's been um, it's been kind of an interesting dynamic because you know. Cliff wasn't on the Scratch and Scream album. We, you know, we did that after he left. So we're, you know, we're linked to him historically, but we've been our own band too. And um, right. so that's that's been kind of an interesting dynamic because um, everybody everybody liked Cliff a lot. I'm, I'm not just talking about the members of Trauma. I'm, you know, people who who knew him really liked him a lot. He was a great guy, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and. I only, you know, had maybe three three years or so with him as a friend, but, you know, I know people and some of the members of Trauma were, you know, friends with him longer than that. But, um, but so, it's yeah, it's it's um, we were pretty, you know, we were remained friends after he left um, Trauma for Metallica. In fact, um, Mike Overton, one of the founders you know, of trauma and I, you know, went and saw his first gig with Metallica. So, um, we would see him, you know, when he'd come home from tours, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, so we, we were linked. So, um, that's, that's one thing I always say about Cliff was he was really, really a good dude, you know, and, and, uh, I don't know any, anybody who doesn't think that, who knew him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And he's on, and he's on the, Metal Massacre song, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And actually, there's three there's three bonus tracks on the Scratch and Scream reissue that Cliff's on, and um, they're very different from anything Trauma went on to do, and of course anything Cliff went on to do. Um, one of them is kind of a, a almost a Zeppelinish jam, and then there's the early '80s power power ballad. And mm-hmm. then there's uh, then there's uh, such a shame, which was, you know, pretty pretty cool song that was on Metal Massacre too. I, I guess that's what you were just mentioning. And uh, yeah, and it's, yeah, it's interesting to sort of link to Metallica also that you know both bands' first real uh, professional releases were on the, the Metal Massacre comps. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, such a shame was like the first time, I, I think the first time any of us had ever been in a recording studio and, and ever recorded anything, you know, for, for real. And so, so that was pretty cool to have that come out on Metal Massacre too. And, uh, yeah, so th- those were some pretty exciting days. That is awesome. Yeah, okay. And, uh, All right. Look forward to it. Yeah. All right, brother. Thanks a lot. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, cool. Cool, Ryan. Okay. Um, talk to you soon and, yeah, um, have fun and, yeah, we'll get together.